The following thoughts on Hoppy Hour represent Ryan Hoppy and Fastit. Listener discretion is advised. Live from Tampa Bay, you are tuned in to Hoppy Hour. He's the voice of a generation that got screwed by the baby boomers. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Happy Hour. Happy Hour. Hi, what's going on? This is Hoppy Hour. I am your host, Ryan Hoppy, hanging out with you. 856-49-HOPPY. 856-494-6773. You can tweet at me, at Ryan Hoppy Radio. You can always email me. Ryan Hoppy Radio at gmail.com. And if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, which I don't know why you wouldn't be listening on the iHeartRadio app. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. It's the best app around. There we have the talkback feature. You can leave me a message and I'll be sure to play it on air. Joe, Joe Jonas, is that you? Is that you, Joe? Frankie Jonas used Halloween as an opportunity for a little brotherly trolling. The youngest brother of the Jonas family pokes some fun at older brother Joe Jonas. The youngest brother that also hates his brothers. Oh, I'm sure they totally get along. With his and his girlfriend Anna Olsen's couple's costume. The two dressed as Joe and his superstar ex-girlfriend Taylor Swift. (laughs) There were a few reactions possibly from Joe Jonas. The first one is this was all set up to piss off Taylor because her new music came out. Second of all, he could have been really mad and been like, don't make fun of her. Or third, just didn't care. There's many ways Joe Jonas would react to this. Circa 2009, when Jonas Brothers, the 3D concert experience, hit theaters. They recreated Joe and Taylor's looks from their performance in the movie. Oh yeah, what a movie that was. I'm sure every person born in 2000 is like, that was a great movie, Ryan, shut up. Frankie wore a burning up tee, a vest and skinny jeans, while Anna rocked a metallic mini dress. They even put on matching purity rings. Wow, they're reenacting Swift wearing a tight dress? She never does that. That's her whole wardrobe. That and hoodies. I'm relatable today. I'm with my cat. I'm wearing a hoodie. Which Joe, Nick, and Kevin famously wore back in their Disney Channel days. Mm -hmm. On TikTok, Frankie shared a video of him and Anna dancing to video game fighting sounds. And Joe. It looks way too much like Frankie Jonas is having fun making fun of Joe. Because we've all heard the rumors that Joe Jonas is the worst one to be around. Fighting off the horny celibate teens as Joe and Taylor from the 3D movie. He also posted a TikTok of him getting into character while Anna pretended to be a fan spotting Joe on the street. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The only thing is, if they did a reenactment of them having Joe run into a fan, then they probably shouldn't have talked to the fan. Because I don't really see Joe Jonas as somebody that just mingles with the fan base. Joe, Joe Jonas, is that you? Is that you, Joe? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) They are just mocking him. I wonder what Joe did to Frankie neglected him. Oh my god. Nick, come here. Let me do a flip. Let me do a flip, Nick. Come here. Frankie has made a name for himself with his irreverent humor on TikTok. You know it drives them nuts, too, because they got that pretty boy image. And here's their brother just, you know, being the younger, crazy, wild brother. You don't know what he's going to (laughs) do. Where he's racked up more than 1.8 million followers. Earlier this year, he told Access Hollywood about bringing his authentic self to the platform. You know how cool that is to be like the outcast brother of the Jonas Brothers? Like, I'd rather be the outcast, like I always am, than uh, be one of the main brothers. And how he's been able to do the same on his and Kevin's hit reality series, Claim to Fame. I just started making TikToks and like just started making little comedy videos to send to my friends. And then slowly but surely, it just blew up into its own thing. And I think it definitely helped that you're a Jonas brother. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that this guy isn't hilarious and he's not worth all the attention. But there's a lot of comedians that (laughs) don't go as far because they talk bad about people early on. And B, they're not a Jonas brother. 
I think it was really symbiotic, it was really natural, it was really organic, yeah. which was great. And I think that a lot of people just came and sort of oh, joined yeah, the audience did. because I was being myself, yeah. which I think that led into this so beautifully. And so beautifully, while making TikToks. Oh, you're a real artist. I'm not saying it doesn't take skill to make TikToks, but oh, I'm really innovating the world with my art. It's making fun of my douchebag brother. No, shut up, you're just a funny guy. It's, I think, on this show because of what it's about, because of the content. Totally. Both Kevin and I got to bring ourselves and br bring so much of our personality. And that's why Joe's not there, because he doesn't have one. Frankie and Kevin also chatted with Access about the revelations Joe made in his Vanity Fair lie detector video, including his belief that Nick is their parents' favorite son. He's my favorite. <laughs> How do you not love Nick Jonas? Is Nick really the, the your parents' favorite? Right? Yeah. Anybody but Joe? Yes. Uh, probably, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Right? Well, Dad likes to say that I'm his favorite, but then again, I feel like that a part of that might be pity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have met your dad. He's a very nice man. Yeah, we really found out bad in the, back in the uh, coat room. That was a terrible joke. So it could be pity. No. <laughs> pity. He's, He's too uh, nice. No, you All right. There's the fake laughter in every interview. <laughs> Next. Oh, man, we have so much going on here. New details are surfacing about Prince Harry's upcoming bombshell memoir. Memoir. Oh. Goody. How it's everybody else's fault, but not Harry's. According to a report from People magazine, the Duke of Sussex will mention Queen Elizabeth's death in his upcoming book. Oh, wow. You know, they, they were probably printing out editions and he's like, I don't care if it ruins the, the rainforest or the Everglades or wherever the trees are. I need everything reprinted because we must, we must mention my grandma. What a loser. I love how he's about mental health, but he's ruining his family's mental health by talking about them. Oh, but you're such a mental health advocate. And trust me, I am not defending the royal family. I despise them more than anything, but takes two to tango in this situation get the hell out of here you pretentious redheaded douche not by uh being redheaded what i say that's an insult i just added that in there i didn't want redheads to think oh hoppy doesn't like us the memoir titled spare is set to release on january 10th 2023 it makes sense because you're nothing more than just a spare the initial release was scheduled for 2022, but was pushed back when the Queen passed away in September. Yeah, we must exploit her now because she's never coming back. The New York Times previously reported, citing industry executives, that the Duke of Sussex had, quote, gotten cold feet about the book's content, quote, at various points. Oh, wow. Also reporting the book has been, quote, shrouded in rumors, delays, and secrecy. Yeah, the royal family is not going to be happy about this. Oh, man. I don't think they're ever happy. I don't even think when things are going really good is the royal family ever happy. You don't look at the royal family and go, oh, that is just such a likable family. I want to hang out with them, the way they cover up pedophilia over there. Because when you think of the royal family, think of how perfect they are, how wonderful they are. Even though Prince Andrew's a creep. And Prince Charles is a known racist. Oh, but besides that, we go to the dentist every week and we take care of ourselves. They are literally nothing. They were born into royalty. Whoa. I don't see Queen Elizabeth living to uh, 200, 300. You know what I mean? They're human beings. They're no different than us. And their music sucks too. Oh, it's awful. Access Hollywood previously spoke with DailyMail.com's Charlie Langston after the monarch's passing, and she touched on the legacy the queen leaves behind. One of everything must be portrayed is perfect, that legacy. I don't think the impact of the queen's passing can ever really be overstated. I yeah, because you guys have nothing really else to talk about over there. I don't get it. They don't even really do anything. They're like our Kardashians. Now, if there were some other parts of that family that we got to see, then maybe I'd care. I can imagine that tears are being shed the world over. I myself have already shed a few. I know that 
My family and friends in the UK are all devastated. I'm not going to tell you how to feel when your, fa- when your favorite famous person dies, but you definitely shouldn't be crying over them. The reality is for most people in the UK and yeah. indeed the world over, they have not known life without the Queen. Yeah. I was born and raised to... Re- well, rest in peace to the queen, but maybe royal family, maybe a life without the royal family is not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe we can just forget about them. But then again, here I am covering them. So what do I know? I'm a hypocrite. Respect and admire the queen. My mother has not known life without the queen. Oh, wow. I'm sure your life was the same. Gas prices were the same. You had the same food in the fridge. You had the same sex life with your significant other or lack thereof. You know what I mean? Nothing really changed. Things changed for the royal family, but everybody else, you're just living through them because you got nothing to live for. And you have a perfect idea of what the royal family is. Oh, you're a big fan of the royal family, but get mad whenever the racism or whenever the pedophilia gets brought up, then then you're just, you're a peasant. If you're going to be a fan of something, at least be able to admit the bad parts. Like, I think Chris Brown's one of the best singers of all time. I got about 75 of his songs saved on my Spotify. Is he also a criminal and a woman beater and a piece of garbage? Yes. And I am one of millions mm. who are used to not only having her almost as a a symbol of comfort because she has always been there oh yeah covering up your son it's a pedophile so comforting but also as an immense symbol of pride oh let's take pride in covering up pedophilia in what it means to be british and what it means to be part of a nation that yes is all right man i'm done with hearing that because uh if you were to tell a british person oh yeah being obsessed with the royal family means you guys are followers and you're peasants and you support people that cover up pedophilia and are racist. They'd go, that's not true. We follow them because they're great and magnificent. And then you go, but what about the reports? Oh, it's not, it's, uh, it's nothing. You're from America. You don't know anything. Do you ever notice that? You watch any of these TV shows. Whenever you talk about another country's problems, as an American, all of a sudden, the other countries, the news reporters, whoever is involved in the argument, begins like pointing at America's horrible problems, which we have many problems. And then the other countries are like, oh, but we're not America. But you guys want to come here. You want to listen to our music. You want to watch our movies, our TV shows, read our books. If you were so against America, you wouldn't watch anything. You'd only watch the things that came from your country, which I'm not saying are good or bad. I'm just saying if you hated America so much and just weren't being a foreign douchebag, I'm I'm, I'm just being real. And Americans are douchebags to them. But why is it whatever you bring up America's problems to like someone who's from britain and they're like oh but we didn't elect donald trump like oh yeah boris was so much better travis barker loves everything about courtney kardashian from her head to her toes yeah we all do on friday the blink 182 drummer shared a series of instagram photos of his wife showcasing their new collab for his brand barker wellness and you get to see your feet Courtney took a bubble bath and rested her feet on the edge of the tub. And tra- Man, I wonder how many selfies of that they took. I'd say the over-unders at 75 and the over definitely going over. Travis gushed over her beauty in his caption, writing, My wife, Courtney Kardashian, has angel feet. Travis. Yeah, this is the guy that's going to make you see all this crappy music from 20 years ago for 2000 bucks a ticket. Oh, yeah, he's a part of a rock band taking a picture of his wife in a bathtub. Is never shy about his feelings for Courtney and how much he loves every inch of her exactly as. Oh, wow. (laughs) This is getting naughty before our very eyes. I love every inch. And how much he loves every inch of her exactly as is. In a recent episode of The Kardashians, the reality star talked about how her man is so complimentary of her looks. Yeah, baby, you're so beautiful. You know what's nauseating? This goes if you're on a dating app, you're in a relationship, I can't speak for being married. But what I'm saying is this. When you give too many compliments out and then none are given to you, you just feel like 
such a simp. You feel like such an imbecile. Like, oh, you're so beautiful. And she's like, oh, that's the sweetest thing ever. Yeah, I love your pretty eyes. Oh, thank you. And it's like, where's my compliment? I work out. And I'm not, it's, I'm not projecting or anything. I've just seen it all the time where dudes are like, oh, I want to keep hitting her up and giving her more compliments. And then she's like, yeah, you're making me feel good for the day, but we're never going to talk again. Like you don't need to compliment somebody all day. And that's just, that doesn't just go for dating. You can just say hi to someone in a break room without going like, oh, did you get a haircut? I like it. All you got to say is, did you get a haircut? It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It should only matter if the person that got the haircut likes it or not. Like we give out compliments way too often. But then again, maybe we should give out more because there's so much hate. The double-edged sword. Every day, like Travis is like, you're perfect. If I make one complaint, he's like, oh, you're perfect. You're so fine. Ugh. You're so fine. Fine. Sounds like someone's a little whipped. Sounds like somebody likes to, likes to get whipped in more ways than one. As a relationship and during their wild sex. Oh my god. <laughs> he's like, you're, he's like, you're so fine. Like, I, you've never been like better. And now I'm like, I'm. So you've never been like butter or better. <laughs> Uh, you've never been like better and now i'm like i'm so into it oh yeah during the episode courtney said she noticed her body changed due to months of ivf treatment and yeah that'll do it explain that travis's unwavering support helped her see those changes in a positive light having a partner who's so supportive of me and always complimenting me like no matter what you look so much butter today it's just like helped me to really embrace the changes and and i don't really know what to say so maybe being married to him i could work on my vocabulary so i don't space out my words because i have no idea what i'm saying actually to the point where i love the changes now yeah back in september courtney revealed that she and travis had paused their ivf journey she later explained on the podcast not skinny but not fat uh it's my show it really took a toll on my health and just even mentally. Yeah. The hormones, the medication. You have to get put to sleep every time. So I know it's for, like, it's helped so many people, but it's just not for me. She added, I must have a perfect body. We are, for now, done with IVF. And we say prayers and hope that God blesses us with a baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, the words, oh, God, do come out of your door every night. <laughs> Low brow humor at its finest. Courtney and Travis have a big blended family with the Poosh founders, three children, 12 year old son, Mason, 10 year old daughter, Penelope and seven year old son, Rain. Oh man, those kids are going to be so entitled. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're going to be real angels when you got your parents making out in public. Oh yeah, it's so humbling. And the drummer's 19 year old son, Landon, 16 year old daughter, Alabama and 23 year old stepdaughter, Atiana De La Hoya. Oh, wow, those are some real names, man. Oh, there's some real names right there. We did not want a second child. Dak That's more like Dak Shepard saying, I didn't want one. We did. I forgot to pull out. I thought the whiskey would calm everything down. We did not want a second child. Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell are proud parents to two daughters, but the Oh, I'm sure that daughter's going to love running across that podcast clip. <laughs> Dad, you didn't want me? You got some explaining to do in 2031, Dex, when she's 12, 13 years old and doesn't like you. I'm just saying. Couple originally wanted to keep their family a party of three. Yeah. The 47-year-old actor was on the Endless Honeymoon podcast this week where he talked to a caller who was trying to decide if she and her husband should have another child. There is nothing about having kids that is even close to appealing to me. Like, I'll be at a party or I'll be hanging out somewhere and there's a really well-behaved kid who's acting like a douchebag. You know what I mean? Like, all kids are douchebags, but like, I remember one time I was saying to somebody, I was like, man, that kid was really annoying at the party. And they were like, oh, uh, if you thought that kid was annoying, you probably shouldn't have kids because that kid was pretty well-behaved. Yeah. I'll never forget. I was on an airplane one time, like five, six, seven years ago. 
it doesn't matter at this point what year it was. It was so long ago. And the, it was a dad who looked like his name was Connor. He had blonde hair. He kind of looked like the cartoon character, American Dad. And he had a wife. And in front, I was on an airplane. And it was me and him and then his daughter to the left in the uh, window seat. Window seat. And in front of us is the wife, the daughter, and the other daughter. So there were three kids, three daughters. And he was saying what's up to me, like asked me what I did for a living, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, what's it like being a father? And he goes, having one is pretty easy. He didn't say easy, but he was like, it's manageable. It was kind of what he was getting towards. And then he goes, oh, but I have two kids. And when you go from two kids to three kids, the bigger difference is more shown than one to two kids. You know what I mean? Like he was essentially saying, don't have three kids. Because like, then you got to like watch out for the third one when you're sitting down for 10 minutes and two of them are behaving. Like he just looked like a sad, sad man. I'll never forget. While chatting with her, he admitted that he and his wife, Kristen Bell, were hesitant to expand their family. Mm. We did not want a second child as I... Oops. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are feeling right now like there's... Uh, you must feel so content and so full. Yeah. You're not wanting for anything. Mm. So it's a bizarre conversation to start because it's perfect and it's so much easier you can take that little subway sandwich anywhere as <laughs> you're so funny not at all i'm sure you guys are doing yeah kristen and dax welcomed their daughter lincoln in 2013 yeah the parenthood alum explained that as their little girl got older they realized the benefits of giving her a sibling and he missed having the crazy sex I think for of knocking up a woman that that uh, act, Kristen and I we had two thoughts. One is we travel a lot. No. It's not fair to bring this little human yeah everywhere we go and deal with only adults. Like, but then again, that little human would have a better personality than you, bro. We owe it to her to give her a playmate that travels with Aww, us damn everywhere. It. I like, up. Yeah, you didn't. You're on a show with Dak Shepard. Happy hour. Oh, yeah. Happy hour will be right back. This following segment was brought to you by Amir Academy of Martial Arts at amiracademy.com. When I tell you that he is the best in the Bay, I'm a man of my words. For all the info, all you got to do is go to amiracademy.com. And while you're going to Amir academy.com also go to ryanhoppyradio.com it's time to turn hoppy on oh this little guy buddy if i had a peanut i'd give it to you hey who's got a peanut for turtle face don't he's allergic happy hour Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Hoppy in the morning. Hoppy in the afternoon. Hoppy at night. I think you got the point. 856 49 Hoppy. T56 494 6773. You can tweet at me at Ryan Hoppy Radio. And you can always email me, RyanHoppyRadio at gmail.com. And if you use the IR Radio app to listen to Hoppy Hour, guess what you can do? Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. You can leave me a voicemail on the talkback feature. Also, you can listen on Spotify, TuneIn, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Amazon Music, Mixcloud, Deezer. We're everywhere, baby. We're like the, uh, let me think here. The HPV podcast. Whoa, happy hot topic. 
and we transition from HPV to... Howie Mandel has Meghan Markle's back. I feel like if Howie Mandel got HPV, he, his world would end. He wouldn't even shake his own hand anymore. Howie Mandel... That joke failed. It wasn't funny. That's why I'm not a comedian. Howie Mandel has Meghan Markle's back. Oh, he does? The former Deal or No Deal host spoke out to Us Weekly recently, and while he noted that the show had a, quote, great workplace environment, he also reacted to the backlash the Duchess of Sussex got after she spoke out about her time as a model on the show. Yeah, I love how the uh, <laughs> the Duchess of Sussex has to, you know, defend herself for being a model on Deal or No Deal. But Prince Andrew going to pedophile island, whatever. <laughs> Prince Charles being racist, whatever. Oh, but a woman showing a little bit of skin. Oh my God. Bunch of imbeciles. Saying she felt objectified while on it. Yeah. I don't think she's maligning Deal or No Deal. I don't think there weren't ever any complaints from any of the women. Or they just weren't famous famous enough to speak out. I mean, who's ever gone? I was a big fan of that briefcase model on Deal or No Deal. None of the other ones would have had the platform. So that point's kind of invalid. Also, I feel like working on set with him was probably like the original COVID. All the guidelines. He is a clean freak. And unlike most shows up until that point, the ladies had more to do. They weren't just pointing out gifts and opening cases. A lot of times they were mic'd and they had their input. I've really? Well, it was a funny one-liner, the suitcase girl said. <laughs> You're funny, Howie. Never really heard anybody complain. And I don't think Megan is complaining. In denial. I think Megan just said she wanted to do more. It wasn't fulfilling for her. So I don't know why there is a big hoopla. Except Maybe you should reach out to her and have her on your podcast if you have one. Except I have to say that me standing there with 26 women staring at me made me feel like a bimbo, he told the publication. The former suit star came under fire recently after she spoke out about her time on the game show on her Archetypes podcast, where she shares about her experience working on it. By the way, Spotify wonders where all their money's going, why they don't have a lot of money. They paid Meghan Markle and Prince Harry like 50 to 100 million, somewhere in that range, to do the Archwell audio podcast and everything with that network. And they have like two episodes in two years. You wonder why. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I would say that would be more like $10 million. Like, yeah, that's even overpriced, but it's good overpriced. But paying 50 million to 100 million to record a podcast, yeah, it's not really the right way to be using the pocketbook. I ended up quitting the show. Oh, thank God. That was the best part of the show. When Meghan Markle left, it really went downhill. Like I said, I was thankful for the job. Were you? You sure sound like you're thankful. Not for how it made me feel. How about the way you make people feel around you? Are you good in that direction? Are you good in that category, Meghan? Are you a friendly person that everyone loves being around? which was not smart. Prince Harry and Meghan aren't ones to hold back. They previously shocked royal fans when they stepped down as senior working royals in 2020. To say they don't hold back, you know, is not even saying enough. They really tell you everything. And everybody overseas is like, oh, who cares if Prince Charles is racist? They're a royal family. It's like, oh, shut up and subsequently did their shocking tell-all interview with Oprah Winfrey. I remember. Actress Hollywood previously... That was the last time Oprah was relevant. Spoke with DailyMail.com's Charlie Langston, who spoke about how the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are perceived in the UK after their move away from the royal family. I don't think they're real... I, I'm going to go on a limb. I don't think they're well-liked. I think the shock of Maxit has definitely worn off. I... Yeah, people moved on. We have lives we're living. Oh, we're so worried about Megxit. I think the general feeling now among people in the UK is almost a kind of... A sigh of relief? Not knowing what will happen next, I think... Who cares? We're all going to die. I think 
Meghan and Harry have continued to prove that they will throw curveballs at every available opportunity. Yeah, because they're losers that can't come up with their own content, so they have to be victims at all times. Again, I'm not saying they're not victims. Because something fishy happened with the way Harry's mother died and Meghan Markle had to deal with racism over there. So they have some good points about being victims. But when you have the victim mentality all day long and you're also known for treating people badly, you're being a hypocrite. Whether that's an Oprah interview that kind of devastates the royal family or whether it's an appearance on Ellen where, you know, Meghan is kind of playing the fool in a... I mean, she's always playing the fool. Also, when you go on Ellen, you have to play the fool. You're on Ellen's show. You don't really need a high IQ to really process those interviews. A silly prank. Um, so the shock, yes, definitely worn off, but the apprehension is still there. I don't think anyone knows what they're going to do next. And, and we shouldn't care. We shouldn't care. And that's still means there's a little bit of fear within the royal family especially you know they're kind of they've almost become like the thomas markle you know there was a time where no one knew what thomas markle was going to say next yeah he was the uh drunken father he is such a loser too it kind of explains why megan's the way she is daddy issues and let me tell you I'm not saying you can't date a girl that has daddy issues. I'm not saying that you can't marry a girl that has daddy issues. But if a girl tells you early on when you're dating that she has daddy issues, don't be surprised when things go bad. And I know that sounds unfair. I'm not saying you can't date her, but there's going to be more work. Oh, my, my dad called today. How did that conversation go? Oh, it was awful. He talks to me once a week, and I give him a time of day, and he's a piece of crap. Well, what, why don't you just quit talking to your dad? Well, I need him. It's just like, Jesus Christ. So, you know, Meghan Markle's smart for not talking to her father anymore. Just because they're related to you doesn't mean anything. Megan Fox is absolutely swooning over Machine Gun Kelly. Hell yeah. <laughs> I met him eight years ago when I worked on a crappy radio show in Cleveland. And let me tell you, he was cool as hell. If you would have told me a decade later that he would be out there, you know, hanging out, you know, like wearing pink dresses with Megan Fox, I would not have believed that the dude I hung out with that I've never smelled a bigger scent of marijuana around like it was so potent when you would have told me that nerd from ohio would be banging megan fox number one and number two while having pink hair i would not have believed you the night teeth actress gushed over her fiance in the comment section of his most recent instagram post Ooh, i wonder if he's cheating and she's trying to lay down the law the Paper Cuts musician had shared photos of himself from Tuesday night's Time 100 Next Gala. Oh my God, he's so edgy. He has his hair in a man bun and he's got his head tilted down like he's frowning. Watch out for Machine Gun Kelly, the Hollywood plant. The plant of the music business. Listen, I'm a fan of Machine Gun Kelly's rap, not his alternative music. He's just an idiot for going after Eminem, one of the best artists of all time for any genre when it comes to lyrics. I'm not even that big of an Eminem fan. He makes me feel like I have a small penis because he's just angry all day. Like people that quote Eminem, you don't need the Magnum condoms, bro. So I like Machine Gun Kelly, but man, going after Eminem was not the smartest decision. So you know he was begging his agent. He's like, please make me into an alternative music artist. I can't be in the rap community anymore because I'm dead now. And uh, alternative music business is kind of dead as it is, you know? He rocked a transparent corset with latex sleeves and gloves. And oh, yeah. Machine Gun Kelly wearing latex. Not something I would have said out loud in 2012. Leather pants, plus a nose ring, earrings, and a diamond necklace. Gotta have the nose ring. Megan made it clear that she was a huge fan of his look and even suggested she wanted to grow her family with him. Oh, that's good. 
Because it really worked out well when she did it with the older guy. Don't do it, MGK. Commenting, never has anyone with better bone structure walked this earth. Yeah. Exquisitely, devastatingly handsome. And six foot five, kill me or get me pregnant. Those are the only options. Megan, I'm six foot nine and recently single. I know you're in a relationship, but if you ever want to leave a millionaire rapper, trust me. Megan and MGK are both already parents. The Till Death actress shares three kids, Noah, Bodie, and Journey, with ex-husband Brian Austin Green. Man, he, uh, he must just feel like a scrub. <laughs> I mean, he's always been a scrub. While the rapper shares a daughter named Casey with ex-Emma Cannon. Megan and Machine. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Emma. Actually, to say I forgot about Emma Cannon implies that I knew who she was before hearing that name. I mean, MGK seems like a cool-ass dad with those pictures he takes. Because when you think of a good father, you think of one that posts pictures on social media. So you really can't say, who the hell is Emma Cannon? Oh, my God. She's a basketball player? <gasps> who is MGK's ex? Oh, she's not the basketball player. There is one with that same name and i was like you're married to a 34 year old wnba player or you knocked one up that's funny but it was not her the bloody valentine singer and his romance with emma began way before his debut album lace up dropped mgk was born in texas and bounced around the globe including living in egypt and germany before they ultimately settled in cleveland <laughs> You see the world, and then you grow up in Cleveland. I was there for three months, and I had enough. Can you imagine? You see the world, and then you're like, we're going to live in the most bland city ever. Yeah. So I guess she's a no-name. She's not the uh, NBA player, WNBA player. That's how anonymous his ex is, is she's not even the first Emma Cannon to show up. Gun Kelly's love has been going strong since 2020 when they fell in love on the set of their movie, Midnight in the Switchgrass. Oh, yeah, we all saw that cinematic experience of a lifetime. Not at all. Oh, yeah, you see that movie? What was it called again? The, the one with MGK and Megan Fox. Megan and Machine Gun Kelly's love has been going strong since 2020 when they fell in love on the set of their movie, Midnight in the Switchgrass. Oh, yeah, that was a great movie. Loved the part where uh, they were making out and they were going crazy and wild. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. Around that time, MGK wrote the song Twin Flame for Megan, and he performed it live at the Billboard Music Awards this past May. It's kind of gross. Like, if I hear the word Twin Flame, I'm thinking of, like, a porn. I'm banging my twin! At the award show, the couple told Access Hollywood about the song and how it was a huge hit with Megan's mom. I guess. Uh, that's good. Win, win over the mom. Never get too close to your significant other's parents. To uh, perform a, a song I wrote about her. Actually, two years ago today, on this exact day, I wrote this song mm. and, and played it for her. Yeah, and I wrote it for her. Actually, I didn't write it. My ghostwriters did. But I worked hard on watching them write it in the laboratory. Wow. Megan, a man has never written a song about me, girl. How does that feel? <laughs> ah, she's a little disgruntled. The first time he wrote it for me and I like ran home and my mom happened to be staying with me at the time. Oh my God. How coincidental. And I was like, mom, listen, Colson just wrote me this song and I played it for her and she was like, well, that's my future son-in-law. I know that. Man, Megan's really laying down this marriage thing. I want to hear MGK say, I want to have kids with you, babe, or I want to marry you. It seems to be a little one-sided. Right away. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I you, did. You got the mama. When you get the mama, yeah. You know. Yeah. I never get the whole getting the parents' approval thing. Like, as long as you're not a douchebag who has, like, I don't know, criminal charges, it shouldn't matter who the daughter is dating. She's an independent person. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I really need the approval. Why? Because then you're just going to be a tryhard. And frankly, if you become their friend, they're going to be around all the time. But they don't like you. You never see them. 
And with the 24 hours in a day, you don't have to hang out with your in-laws. Seems pretty good to me. Headlines, Matthew Perry, who was nearly brought to tears with Diane Sawyer, watching himself painfully thin on Friends. We cry every time we have to hear about Matthew Perry. 2022 going on 2023. Oh, yeah. Give me another Matthew Perry headline, please. That's just what I needed today. Wait a minute. I know that hat. That's a guy. That's the one I snorted cocaine off of when I was banging a hooker. Oh, that hat. That's a guy. That's out of control. What about now? Are, are you good now? You kind of look like a walrus. He's going through too much. Yeah. But it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to watch that. When I'm carrying weight, it's alcohol. When I'm skinny, it's pills. Were you ever sober? I weighed 155 pounds, all my way to 128 pounds. In his memoir, Out Tuesday, the now sober 53-year-old says he is most proud of season nine. That it says here, here's the name of the book, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. What, your career past friends? <laughs> 53-year-old says he is most proud of season nine. That was shot when Matthew was clean and he... Oh, that's so good. We all noticed. ...received his only friend's Emmy nom. Oh, are you kidding me? That's probably not a coincidence, though. This is the Academy Heard or the Emmys, whatever the imbeciles that vote for dumb awards. Uh, you know that they were like, Matthew Perry's clean. We can give him an award. Tonight, we're going to celebrate. This is the greatest night in the world. Yeah. While Lisa Kudrow wrote the book's foreword, Matthew doubts his co-stars will read the memoir, telling GQ, quote, why would they read it? I don't know. Fans and addicts are going to care about this, but the cast is not. Trust me. We lived it, is what they're going to say. We spent the 1990s with you. Tonight on ABC, the actor says they all knew about his demons, but Jennifer Aniston confronted him. I thought I was hiding it so well, and she said, we can smell it, we can smell it. What a sad guy, man. I mean, honestly, to be, to be real, there must be nothing more sad than what that guy did to himself. Matthew Perry. I'm not saying he was the future. I'm not saying he was going to go out and be the biggest name of all time, but he was pretty funny on there. But the problem seems to be this. The problem seems to be that he was only funny when he was high. Just saying. What else has he done? Speaking to someone that likes to get high on camera. It's official. Elon Musk has taken over Twitter. Now you need to release how long people are on Twitter. He was really asking the front office of Twitter that back a few months ago. And then they're like, no, we don't want people to know that they're on for two minutes. Twitter's like the, like, uh, it's just horrible. I've never even gone on Twitter and felt good. Because even if you get showered with compliments, you get one asshole and you're like, that represents everybody. A tycoon calling himself the chief twit, celebrated by strolling into the company's San Francisco headquarters. He used the wrong vowel and began in a word with TW. You're a real twit. You get the joke. Carrying a porcelain sink. Entering Twitter HQ, let that sink in. He <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Tweeted, Twitter is already changing. Kanye West's account has been reinstated. He oh, that's good. He was suspended earlier this month for an anti-Semitic rant. Now we need to get Trump back. <laughs> Photographers caught up with him last night. You feel free. I feel like it's just a, a weight lifted up. Why? You don't follow anybody. I oh, got His music was good for a minute. But my God, is he just an awful person. Both of them, Elon Musk and Kanye, they're both deadbeats. I'm off of my shoulders. OJ Simpson is also hailing Musk, who has pledged unrestricted free speech. <laughs> Let me start off the day by congratulating. By not, by not killing somebody. Yeah. It's going to be really hard, but I'm going to get through it somehow. 
start off the day by congratulating Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Yeah. The big question, will Donald Trump be back? He uh, please, CNN's begging for it. They're like, please, we need something to talk about. Happy hour. Happy hour. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. This following segment's been brought to you by the best barber in all of the Bay Area. When I tell you that Rich Keeley is the best, I'm a man of my words. When you go to richkbarber.com, you can sign up. But here's the deal. You might have to wait a few days. Might have to join the waiting list. Do you want to go to some chain haircut place and get an average haircut? Then there, there are going to be some weeks that Rich will have availability. But trust me. You have to wait two days, five days, or 20 minutes. It's worth it. Rich Keeley is the best in the Bay. Do you notice something about happy hour? I only surround myself, and I only promote the best of the best. Amir Academy of Martial Arts being the best MMA trainer, and Rich Keeley being the best barber. Happy hour. Happy hour. Listen to me, Randall. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, whether you're white or black or Sasquatch even. As long as you follow your dream, no matter how crazy or against the law it is. Except for Sasquatch. If you're Sasquatch, the rules are different. Forget it, Meatwad. I'm a circus freak. That's all I'll ever be. Whatever. Call Hoppy now. 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. Happy hour. Happy hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Oh yeah. What's happening? This is Hoppy Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Hoppy, hanging out with you, 856-49-HOPPY, it's 856-494-6773, you can tweet at me, at Ryan Hoppy Radio, and you can always email me, Radio at gmail.com, and also, guess what, I'm about to let you guys know, yo, what's up, baby, let's go! Now you can go to the best podcast network, QODPOD.com slash Ryan Hoppy. We've been there for a year and a half. Also, go to ZRadioLive.com and listen to Z Radio Live, especially on Thursdays at 5 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. Central. As we are syndicated. As a warning. He never holds back. And he speaks his mind. What happens? Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Please don't be offended. He's sorry in advance. A warning about those spooky characters scaring you in haunted houses around Halloween. What? That they're going to give you a heart attack? As Lisa Guerrero reports, a number of those guys behind the masks have been convicted of sex crimes. Whoa. You're telling me someone is going to be in a demonic situation is probably a demonic person? Whoa. Who would have saw that coming? Nobody. <laughs> Every Halloween. Can you imagine that being the last thing you hear before you die? Every. Sounds like every homeless person in Ebor. <laughs> every Halloween, haunted houses are a popular attraction across the USA. Yeah, I went to one a few weeks ago. Scream again, and it's all right. It's just weird going to bed afterwards. You're like, oh, the worst part was I went into the uh, cremation little like uh, tunnel thing. Like they laid my body, and they're like, "Well, you're you're a pretty big body." I'm like, "Thank you." And then I was around smoke, and I was like in this little like tunnel thing. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna actually die someday, and maybe get cremated." Flock to them just to be terrified. All right, man. This this news headline is not really passing the vibe check. We are continuing the campaign for anti-Semitism and yeah. anti-hate. These are pair number seven. They are going to be burnt. Dan oh my God, people are burning their Yeezy shoes. That'll really show Kanye. Because when you burn the Yeezys, he gets... 
you get the money back, right? Right? It wasn't like by burning them, the money you already spent or the way you got the shoes, that person, that money's already, you know, going to always be with the company. Now, if every time you burn shoes or a jersey, the money was returned to you somehow in a virtual world, in a fantasy world, then maybe I would get it. But you're burning $600. Way to show him. Chef from Miami, Florida, posted videos on TikTok showing him burning his Yeezy collection. Okay. Yeezy, of course, is a collaboration between Adidas and Kanye West. And they're ugly. If you saw those shoes at Burlington and you didn't know they were Yeezys, you could easily sell them for $20. That's what's infuriating about his whole fashion line. I don't have a problem with you wearing it and with you thinking it's cool. If that's how you want to spend your money or your parents' money, that's fine. But don't go, oh, I'm, I'm better than you because I'm wearing Yeezys. They're literally the same crap you can get at Goodwill. But because his name slapped on it, oh, he's a real innovator. It's pair number eight. The next pair of Yeezys that are going to be burnt. He would be on a yacht. I don't see somebody who got that for Christmas with no other shoes. I don't see them burning it. Oh, but on my yacht, I can just burn my shoes because rich people love to show off their collection. Look at me. I have enough money to burn four Yeezys. Douche. Kanye West is continuing to spread his hate. Man. And listen, I'm not saying that we shouldn't cancel Kanye. I think he should lose all the sponsors he has. Just don't remove his music. I want to listen to Touch the Sky. I'm aware that he's an anti-Semitic, Semitic, probable racist piece of garbage, deadbeat father, loser scumbag. But his music's good. It's time that everybody drops him. Danny told Inside Edition Digital he burned 10 pairs of shoes over a... Yeah, that's like $4,000. Oh, you're really relating to the people that are watching the TikToks. Let me uh, reenact the scene by burning the shoes I got for $35 at Burlington. A little tone deaf. A little out of touch. For a course of a few days. I'm going to go in the garage and burn my Bugattis because one time he drove one of those in a music video. This is what Kanye's career looks like today bunch of burnt shoes oh yeah that's that's uh that makes a lot of sense maybe his career with uh businesses but he's not gonna lose after this he's gonna lose money but i don't see him losing like his diehard fans if anything, it's worse that it came from him, all these awful comments, because all the diehard fans are like, but, but he's, he's got a point. The diehard fans of Kanye can never admit when they're wrong. Ever. Ever. Speaker Nancy Pelosi's 82-year-old husband is recovering after a vicious beating by an intruder armed with a hammer. Listen, I despise Nancy Pelosi more than anything in my heart. I despise the original elite. I despise Paul Pelosi for getting away with a DUI. I think they're all losers. They're all a bunch of imbeciles. Shut up! I'm going to get that out of the way real quick. I just despise them more than anything. I just, I don't vibe with them. I'm not really into them. I'm not really digging them. I'm not really loving them. I'm not going, oh, the Pelosi's. Loser. But I will say, you are a loser if you go into someone's house and beat them up. Like, it ain't that serious. Yeah, the Pelosi's are douchebags. Doesn't mean you need to beat them up. Paul Pelosi was rushed into surgery for a skull fracture. Police saying tonight that the attacker said, where's Nancy? And that the That's actions scary. of the 911 operator, they say, were life-saving. Hell yeah. Here's ABC's Mola Lenghi. The brutal attack inside Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's home. Her husband, Paul Pelosi, beaten with a hammer in the middle of the night. Police and the FBI believe Speaker Pelosi was the intended target. 
A man identified by police as 42-year-old David DePape breaking into the Pelosi's San Francisco home. Sources telling ABC News the suspect entered through a glass door shouting, quote, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Police arriving on scene around 2.30 a.m., moments before the violent attack, witnessing it firsthand. They observed Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePape each with one hand on a single hammer. Officers, while still outside of the doorway threshold, gave commands to both men to drop the hammer. Mr. DePappi immediately pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently attacked him. Pelosi and the suspect both taken to the hospital, the speaker's office saying he is expected to make a full recovery. The alleged attacker facing multiple charges, including attempted homicide, burglary. And he's got his hair greased back and he's got a neck beard. The definition of overcompensation. The definition of small D energy. Loser, 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 loser. I'm going to beat up a politician because I want to be an edgelord because I know I'm never going to make it in life. The suspect's online social media pages show multiple false conspiracy theories. I, I, I heard about it on Alex Jones and Dan Bongino. It must be true then. And Ben Shapiro, because he uses such big words, anything he says can be taken as the truth. Relating to COVID-19, the 2020 election, and the federal government. Uh, what about the size of your penis? Was that conspiracy, you know, debated? San Francisco police, Capitol Police, and the FBI are now ah. jointly investigating. Authorities still trying to determine a motive. Uh, I think it's political. I think that might be the motive. If he's out there, you know, siding with the right and all the things, COVID's fake. Why is COVID fake? You ever say that to somebody? They go, why is COVID fake? How about the millions of people that died? But, but, but COVID's fake. COVID's fake. You present them with actual facts. But COVID's fake. And you ask them for proof of the Trump election being overturned or the Trump election rather not being overturned and it given to Joe Biden. And you say, why should it have been overturned? Oh, because Trump totally won. Um, where's the proof that Trump won? Oh, the, the, Trump totally won. And then you talk to a liberal person and they're like, Joe Biden's doing a great job as president. What has he done? Well, he's just done a good job at being a they all suck. White House saying the president and Nancy Pelosi spoke over the phone. And the. <laughs> What's happening, Nancy? How's it going? Yes, Joe. <laughs> they just heard that pong. I'm sorry. It sucks. Hunter's been beat up a few times for now. Owing money. Hope this. Phone calls not being tapped, but I, I, if you need anything, don't ask me. I could barely free Brittany Griner, which I didn't. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour will be right back. My mic was off. Oh, yeah, this has been brought to you by WestChasePrinting.com. When I tell you that they're the best printing company around, I'm tired of talking. It's the best around. You got to trust me. RyanHoppyRadio.com. I would never lie to you. Doctors say the life expectancy of the average man is now 76.2 years. <gasps> 76.2, but I'm already 38.1. I've wasted half my life. Half my life gone, and I'm only guaranteed 38 more years. Happy hour. Happy hour. other stations are tuned in too speaking of overcompensation and having a small penis allegedly out of the january 6th rioter seen by the nation on that video dragging a police officer at the capitol that he was so edgy that day oh I, I bet it was so worth it for a president that doesn't know you exist and doesn't care about you Officer was being attacked tonight that rider sentenced to more than seven years in prison <laughs> they were the images seen by the country and the world officer michael fanone viciously beaten by riders that former officer in court today asking the judge to show the suspect the same mercy he showed fanone none here's our chief justice correspondent pierre thomas tonight 
That was dramatic how the reporter said that. None. I'm David Muir. Everything I must say must be dramatic. Because I'm a newsreader with no personality, and if it wasn't for the uh, teleprompter, I wouldn't have a personality. Today in court, former D.C. police officer Michael Fanone recalling the moment he thought he was going to die. Yeah. It was all caught on video in one of the most infamous pieces of footage from January 6th. Fanone's police body camera showing the crazed mob swarming him, dragging him, and beating him, telling me in the days just afterward... They were stripping my gear off of my vest, stripped my badge off, my radio. At one point, people started chanting, uh, kill him with his own gun. Today... I wonder if this idiot, not the cop, the uh, overcompensating person that's now serving seven years, Fanon, it says here. Um, wait, Fanon's the cop. They don't want to even give the guy the, his name out there. Here's what I'm saying. The dude that's getting seven and a half years, wonder if there's any regrets that maybe it wasn't worth it. Today, the man who dragged Fanon into the mob, Albuquerque Head, was in court to face sentencing. Listen to the moment of their encounter that day. Head saying, I'm going to try to help you out here. You hear me? Fanon replies, Thank you. But seconds later, Head is calling out to the violent mob. Hey! I got one! Today, Fanon told the judge, No mercy. Your Honor, I would ask you to show Mr. Head the same mercy he showed me on January 6th, which, in case there's any question in this courtroom, is none. Okay, man. Seems like they did a pretty good job with that. What's looking like another interest rate hike coming this week, the federal- Yay, the cost of living's going up and the world's getting better, right? It's totally worth being on this planet at all times, right? We're never getting screwed by the rich and elite. Reserve meeting Wednesday and its continued effort to restrain inflation by increasing the cost of borrowing. ABC's- Ah, this is gonna end well. Sometimes I just think the planet needs to blow up. Deirdre Bolton is here with more on that. Deirdre, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Me. With the tell Fed me. is forecast to raise interest rates by another 75 basis points on Wednesday. Uh, sounds like we all can afford that. <laughs> Were you born in the 1990s or the 1980s and not the 1940s and 50s? then you are entitled to a better break in life because the boomers ruined everything. The aggressive moves so far have pushed the average 30-year mortgage rate over 7%. That's a 20-year high and That's more good. than double the Things rate at well. this time last year. So if you're considering buying a $400,000 house 12 months ago, the monthly payments on a 30-year mortgage at 3.5% would have cost you close to $1,800 a month. Now, that exact same home would require monthly payments 7.3% of more than $2,700 per month. A difference. I never want a house. Not that I can afford it right now. But I'm just saying, there, there seems to be no appeal. Of more than $900. The best part about living in an apartment is when something breaks, you can get the, like, uh, the repairman for the apartment complex to do it. Your own house, you got to go on the University of YouTube and then Home Depot. So the Fed is slowing down the housing market and the spending related to it. When people Thanks, guys. People don't buy new homes. They tend not to spend much on furniture. Okay. So here's the thing. All the boomers are going to go, oh, yeah, the, the, the millennials spend $8 on avocado toast. What are we supposed to save up for something we can't afford? We might as well use the little money we're getting paid. And Rachel Scott joins me live now for more on this. Rachel, polls show Walker lost a little bit of steam after the first accusations came out, but those polls still show this race in a dead heat. So could this second accusation sway voters or are people's minds made up at this point? Yeah, Diane. You I think they're made up. I mean, uh, Donald Trump cheated on his pregnant wife in 2006 with an awful porn actress. And I say actress because she was acting. And no one cared there. Herschel Walker... Paying women to get abortions? That's not going to prevent anybody. Hypocrisy lives on forever and ever. And, you know, I think this is really interesting when you look at the polls here, because it does show that this is still a dead heat, despite all of this controversy. I was down on the ground in Georgia. I spent several yeah. days there talking to voters. Lots of Republican voters told me they're sticking with Walker. They already had their minds made up. Early voting is already underway. Many of them had already voted. But it was so, Herschel Walker. Yeah.
Hey, it's Amir from Hollywood Life with your news and entertainment, and we're kicking things off today with a big congrats to Alyssa Scott and maybe Nick Cannon? Yesterday, the actor's former lover announced on Instagram that she is pregnant and expecting her third child. Now, the Hopefully, it's not with Nick. Oh, I'm sure she's going to totally have all the attention for all the kids. Kicker here is we're not exactly sure if the baby is Nick's since he was not anywhere in the photo. And I'm not sure she knows if it's Nick's or not either. If you know the rapper, then you know he pretty much never misses a pregnancy announcement. But yeah, it's probably not him. You can never rule it out. But we should also note that Nick and Alyssa shared one son, Zen, with each other before he passed away in December of last year at the age of five months due to a brain tumor. Well, I don't know what the addiction would be that Nick Cannon has if there's one for knocking up women, but he's definitely the kingpin of that addiction. Hollywood Life is sending our best wishes to all parties involved. That sounds passive aggressive. Moving on to Ariana Grande because she went full blonde. Speaking of passive aggressive. On us. The singer is set to play Glinda the Good Witch in the Broadway show Wicked, and she's already giving us a full transformation. Oh, that's good. She uh, dyed her hair. Wow, you're really changing the world. Happy hour. Happy hour. And like that, he's gone. Happy hour is now over. Happy hour is now over. Happy hour is now over.